You're listening to Hello Vancouver, a weekly half-hour show about life and public affairs on the north side of the Columbia River. I'm Temple Lentz, and this is Hello Vancouver. Thanks for joining us. So we are recording and airing this show in the middle of July. And if you are a registered voter in Clark County, Washington, and you have not yet received your ballot by the time you are hearing this radio show, then uh, please contact the auditor's office. Please contact the elections office and let them know that you haven't yet received your ballot. They were mailed on the 15th, the 14th and 15th of July. So you should have them by now. And the way to find all that contact information is to go to clarkvotes.org. C-L-A-R-K-V-O-T-E-S dot org. And that has all the information for the Clark County Elections Office. Now, unlike the state of Oregon, uh, it may be the middle of summer, but we are here and hot and heavy in election season in Washington state. Our primary is in August, unlike Oregon's, which is in May. And so uh, this year, our primary is on August 1st. So uh, ballots are out. It's time to vote and make sure that you get those ballots in by August 1st. Now, one of the races that will not be on your ballot in August, but will be on it in November, is the race for Port of Vancouver Commission District 1. Uh, Unlike Oregon, in Washington state, uh, if there's a primary election and there's only two candidates running, then there is uh, there's no primary. They just go straight on through to the general. Uh, Fun fact, the difference in Oregon is that in a primary, uh, no matter how many candidates, if they get 50% of the vote plus one, then that candidate actually wins outright in the primary and they don't have to go on to the general election. So here in uh, Vancouver, Clark County, for the Port of Vancouver, we have two candidates running for Port of Vancouver Commission District 1, and uh, they will not be on the ballot in August, but you'll see them in November. Very happy to have both of them coming on the show. Last week, we spoke with Chris Green, the first candidate, and this week we'll, we'll be speaking with Don Orange. Now, for any of you who may not be avid followers of what's going on at the Port of Vancouver and why this is a race that matters, uh, a little bit of history about the Port of Vancouver. So in the town of Vancouver, Washington, the port was actually founded in 1912, and it's a deep water port because it's at a part of the Columbia that is a deep water port, and uh, it has five different terminals along with the largest mobile harbor crane in North America that generally will be used to unload wind equipment. And if you're driving around in the Vancouver area, you will often see some of this uh, these wind turbine equi- equipment coming down Mill Plain Boulevard on on trucks from the port. It's actually, while it holds up traffic, it's actually kind of really cool to see. Uh, so there are five different terminals. Terminal one is uh, the original port terminal. And we talk about that in the different interviews because after many, many years, that terminal is being redeveloped as waterfront property. So it's not the Vancouver waterfront development that is being talked about quite a bit. It's just next to that. And it's right next to the I-5 bridge. It's where the red line at the key uh, hotel and restaurant has been. And uh, it's going to be redeveloped now by the port. So that is an act an active area uh, for the Port of Vancouver right now. The port has a number of tenants in a variety of different industries, from uh, the American Steamboat Company that runs river cruises to Anderson Dairy uh, to Brewcraft USA doing brewing to country malt. A lot of malt and brewing supplies go out of the port. Great Western Malting is one of those. 
and Subaru. Also, we do a lot of uh, car importing from Subaru uh, comes through the Port of Vancouver. At the area of the port known as Terminal 5, one of the hottest topics over the last few years has been the Vancouver Energy Project, which is slated for that terminal spot. And what that is is a partnership between Tesoro and Savage Oil Companies, and uh, they are proposing to build a crude oil transit hub at the port uh, with crude by rail uploading and marine loading. Uh, the joint venture between Tesoro and Savage has become known as Vancouver Energy, and it has gone through an extensive uh, process of application and review. It's currently now with FSEC, which is the Energy Facility Site Evaluation Council. It's a state agency that reviews projects like this, and then they'll make a recommendation to the governor about whether or not to approve this project. It has been with FSEC for quite some time. And now uh, it is, we are waiting on FSEC's recommendation so the governor can make a decision. This is an issue which has sharply divided the community. Uh, and it's not necessarily just a left and right issue. But there are many people who don't want the oil terminal in, in Vancouver. And there are many people who do. And the race for port commissioner a couple of years ago for a different seat than the one, is up, than the one that's up this year largely focused on the oil terminal. And that race was largely decided uh, the candidate who won uh, was not in favor of the oil terminal, and he's been a sharp opponent of it. Uh, now, this year, uh, we have another race for another seat on the Port Commission, and the oil terminal is proving to be another issue in this race, although it is a very strong possibility that the issue will be decided by the time the general election comes around. I'm very happy that both candidates were able to come on the show and join us and talk about their platforms and what they think they're going to be able to bring to the job and share that with voters. Last episode, we had Chris Green, and this show, we have Don Orange. Let's just get right to it. I'm talking now with Don Orange, who is a candidate for commissioner for the Port of Vancouver uh, for position one. Don, thank you so much for joining me. Thank you. Appreciate the opportunity. Well, uh, I'm also going to be interviewing your opponent and basically going to ask you guys a lot of the same questions. The first question I have for you is, can you tell me a little bit about what you see the role of the port in the, what the role of the public port in the community is, and then after that, what the role of the commissioner for the port is. The ports in Washington um, have been around for about 100 years. They're public ports. They're a special deal. We get to elect our port commissioners. We own the port. Um, the port commissioners need to be listening to the input of the citizens. We should be driving economic opportunity for the folks in the port district. Um, and, and we need to tell the story of what's available in Vancouver for doing business. Vancouver is an awesome place to do business. And it's a little bit frustrating to me that we even have a jobs deficit here. We have a huge jobs deficit here. We need to tell the story. People that live in Vancouver know why they live here and know it's an awesome place to live. I do business in Vancouver. I employ people in Vancouver. I know it's a great place to do business. And I really, um, I think we need to work as a port and, and 
not only as a port, but but uh, draw other people in the business community to tell the story, so that so that we have less people have to drive across uh, the river to go to work every day. It'll be we'll have a stronger community. We'll have stronger economics because the people aren't trying to pay taxes in two states at once. Um, the port can work really hard on this job. The problem that the port has had is that they've tried to do things behind closed doors. They've tried to be a closed business. We're not a closed business. We are are a business that belongs to the citizens of the port district. And and that's really kind of the theme of my campaign is to put the public back in public port. And the port has been cited by by the Supreme Court and, and has lost other court cases saying they have to open the doors and let us see what they're doing because it is our port. And uh, the way that we got into this long-term dispute about the oil terminal is that the decision was made before the people even knew about it because our port commissioners were willingly meeting behind closed doors with the corporate leaders. We need to change that. And so that then relates to so the role of a port commissioner, an elected port commissioner, as one of three on the governing body of the port. Uh, what do you see as the role of the commissioner? The, the technical role of the commissioners is to manage the director. In fact, to a great extent, and this happens in other businesses, the director has sometimes managed the commissioners. And the, the commissioners need to set the vision for the port. And, and when I talked to and we need to set a vision for our overall economic um, trends in this city to look for clean business, to look for businesses that want to be here and contribute. And there are businesses that will be great for Vancouver. But it's a, there's setting the vision and there's managing the director. And what's your background? I'm a small business guy. Um, I have been pretty much all my life. I have a half a dozen of the best employees you could ever hope for, and we fix cars. At, um, at McLaughlin in Columbia, I've got a business called Hosley Eco Auto. Um, and, and I think a small business outlook is really important to the port. Um, there's, there's differences between small business and big business, and, and I think uh, um, small businesses in this town could be listened to and could be um, some of these. We know why we're here. And one of the things that I was saying about attracting new businesses, we need to attract new businesses by telling our story. Washington is a good place to do business for small business, for medium-sized businesses. Um, I don't believe that our key to economic um, expansion, growth, and advantage is to be given away big tax breaks, which some of the biggest corporations are always looking for. If we want to bring somebody in and they're going to provide some jobs to provide, um, to give, do a giveaway for many years, oftentimes you do the giveaway and um, you don't get the jobs you expected. What is it that made you want to run for this office? I have been a little bit 
Um, I've been a citizen like other citizens and a little bit derelict. I did not know about the um, the oil terminal proposal till it was already in our lap. Customers of mine came in and told me about it. It says you got to pay attention. It sounded at first blush like it was something a little bit bigger or, or very similar to what we do when we go buy gas at Costco. And right now we're all still or most of us are still burning gas in diesel to run our cars. And so I'm not, um, I cannot say that we can do away with this kind of, uh, this kind of, uh, uh, to, uh, to do away with the infrastructure that we need for our current transportation. I learned that this thing here represents twice as much product as the entire state of Washington uses in a day moving through the port of Vancouver at 10,000 gallons a minute. I learned that the deal was made behind closed doors. I learned that it is going to stink. It's a danger to our community. I work on the west side of Vancouver uh, within a mile and a half or two miles of where the terminal is designed to be. It's a threat to people. I'm, I'm within walking distance of both rail lines. It's a threat to people who live where we do. It's a threat to people who who work where we do. It's a threat to the businesses. Over 100 small businesses in Vancouver asked that we be heard that this terminal will not be built here. I believe that it will actually be a net economic loser for Vancouver. It's going to damage our reputation. We're, uh, when I tell you that we're one of the most beautiful places on earth to live, that's not an oil town. When you get the nose of the camel under the under the tent, the next thing may well be a refinery or or fertilizer companies. Now, I asked your opponent uh, what his position was on the oil terminal. Uh, I've just heard <laughs> what yours is. Um, but one of the things that uh, I wanted to talk about too is so the decision on whether or not that terminal is going to happen is going to come down from the state here pretty soon, uh, hopefully. If the terminal does happen or doesn't, uh, as a commissioner, what will your plan for the future of the port be? My plan for the future of the port is to work at creating as much healthy economic growth, create jobs that do not endanger our, our environment or our people. Um, there... For me to say exactly what the industries are, there are developing industries that are coming to Vancouver. When I could talk about um, computer companies, I can talk about um, the the group that just got here with headgear over at the uh, and there's there's industries that we don't even know about. We need to open up to them. We could talk about about energy companies that are using renewable energy. The port is famous on the West Coast for for unloading uh, wind parts. Um, the, we haven't even begun to tap some of those kinds of industries. Um, there's, there's tremendous potential. Every time that the port builds a building, it's leased out before the concrete's dry. 
there is there's tremendous things we can do. We can look beyond the borders of the port and help with development of land, of industrial land in other parts of Vancouver in the port district, which is an advantage to school districts because they're they're property taxing industry that does not send kids to school. Um, Clark County has an incredible amount of of residences compared to our businesses and it's not a good balance so far as being able to keep our schools healthy without um without property taxing people out of their houses so if the terminal does come here if 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 fsec lets it go through and then the governor lets it go through as well uh as port commissioner who has stood up against it what would you what course of action would you take? Where would you be if it actually does end up at the port and you are commissioner? Well, it's an int- we would have to do everything that's humanly possible to to uh, enforce the things that we have been told are all going to be safe. And there's there's things that um, FSEC is responsible, as I understand the specific legal limits. FSEC is responsible to see that this is safe, that it doesn't destroy the Columbia River, that it doesn't kill those of us that live in town. Um, FSEC's not responsible to see that it doesn't smell. FSEC's not responsible um, for the damage that would do to our reputation as a town. We would have to work with, with this company um and and there's just no question about it that is the job the port commissioner works with the port director the port director manages the staff and so i guess what i uh, the the shorter answer to this question is that the the this is not my vision of where i'd like to see us going but technically we manage the director and um, there's, there is, we would have to manage the director to ask that she do everything that is possible to keep things operating in the best possible way for the people of Vancouver and Clark County. And I, I don't have a better answer than that. It is not my vision of what would be good for our, our city, our county, our Columbia River. Um, or our country. Are there other things that you see the port doing now, uh, either very well that you would want to make sure continue, or other things besides the oil terminal that you see aren't good that you would want to try to put an end to? I think that the port needs to continue to strive for um, for economic development that's good for folks here. One of the things, when I talk about taking thousands of cars off the bridge of people that have to go across and work. Um, The port should be developing that. If you look at that as just a net net, somebody driving 20 miles and getting stuck in traffic um, is, is bad for our environment it's bad for their family. If somebody leaves work at 5 o'clock at night in downtown Portland, they're doing really well if they get home at 6.30 or 7. And, and if you think about 
all the things that we do and talk about, and we can talk about mental health, and we can talk about strong families, none of that works there. If somebody gets off at 5 o'clock and we have traffic working properly and they're working in Vancouver, hopefully they're home by 5.30 to have dinner with their kids. Can we develop more jobs here? I think so. Do we have some things going very well in that direction? Do we have people looking and working toward that stuff? Yeah. Do I think the, the port has some very good staff? Yes. Related to the transparency issue, you mentioned it earlier on that uh, when making the deals for the Tesoro Savage oil terminal, uh, the port had a number of meetings, and specifically one meeting in question, uh, that, that weren't in the public. And it's been in the news just recently that the state came back and said, yes, this meeting where the port commission discussed the, the terms of the lease uh, for the oil terminal, that meeting was held in private and should have been held in public. Uh, as a port commissioner, if you're elected, what would you do to increase the transparency of this public agency? You start out by not violating the public meetings laws, but it goes a lot deeper than that. Uh, the Port of Vancouver sent uh, salesmen and opened an office in Williston, South Dakota in 2012. This is a year before anybody in Vancouver knew that we were considering uh, having 500 tank cars of oil coming through our city every day. This is before the the city council knew that this was being discussed. Um, this stuff, we need to be talking about this with the citizens. And when I'm talking about what the vision ought to be, we need to pull in city councilors. We need to pull in people that live in the, we need to pull in people who live in Fruit Valley because they're, they're next-door neighbors and can reach out to each other. We need to pull in business people in the community that can have good ideas. I've been talking to people that have warehouses in Portland or that, or that have made things in Vancouver. Um, and why are you there and what can we do that's different so that in the future some of these businesses can decide to locate here? The Port of Vancouver can build things that will bring people here. What would you say would qualify the kind of business you would like to see? What are what what would be the signifiers of those businesses uh, to qualify for the kind of future you want to see for Vancouver? Um, I, one of the things I'll tell you is that it it uh, challenges my imagination. There's people that are 3D printing things that we can't even think about today. We may be making auto parts to be able to fix things um, at factories in Vancouver. Uh, there's talk about there's talk about the possibility of, of uh, importing or exporting various kinds of the new cars that are coming along, whether we're talking about uh, whether we're talking about self-driving cars, whether we're talking about electric cars. Things are changing quickly. Um, there's a there's a company in the Midwest that uh, employs 60 people. It's not a huge place. We'll say a few thousand feet. Uh, they they employ 60 uh, people, making coveralls so people can ride their bikes or motorcycles to work and then peel out of these things and be in a three-piece suit and ready to go be a lawyer or what have you. And they're paying hundreds of dollars for these coveralls and they're being custom built, right? Right in town, there's lots of things that are going to come available and that people want 
If anybody told me 30 years ago that we were going to have uh, 25, 30 different breweries or brew pubs in Vancouver, I wouldn't have dreamed of it. It's the case. Um, what's going What is coming? It, it, you really have to have imagination, and, and who knows what's next. Now, related to your campaign, uh, is there anything else that uh, we should know that I haven't asked you? Yeah. I think besides, I'm talking to you about the port, and I have a passion about it. I think I'd encourage people, whether, whether you're, you live in, in Vancouver, whether you live in Portland, um, and, and I will say that I've been derelict in this. We all need to be paying closer attention to people that are making decisions that we haven't even heard of that are on our school boards, that are on our water boards or our sewer boards, or in this, play, in this case, the Port Commission in Vancouver. Why this decision could change the entire nature and culture of what Vancouver looks like. And shame on me. I wasn't paying attention to what was going on at the port until a very few years ago, and I was shocked by the idea of turning this into an oil town. Um, and and I will call on on all people to keep a closer eye on the 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 bodies. If we want to have better schools, let's see what what's going on at our school board. Let's see what their challenges are, what they can do better, what we can do to help them. Um, and, and I think that this applies. I think we've all been a little bit shocked by what's gone on electorally on a national level. I think we need to start bringing this back home and look at things that, that um, we should be paying attention to right in our own lap. Well, Don, um, I have one more question for you, and uh, I will give you one second to think about it, uh, and then I'll ask you the question and give you a second to think about it, and I'll share your website while you have that one second to think about it. So uh, the question is, you're, you're very well known in the community. You have a lot of c good connections, but what is one thing that people don't know about you? And so while you think about that, Don's website is donorange.com, orange like the fruit, donorange.com What don't people know about What's me? What's one thing people don't know about you? Oh god. I can't play softball anymore. Um if you've met me, you know my hair left. Uh I'm a Kiwanian and the reason that I am a Kiwanian or the reason that I um go to church on Sunday is because I believe that it brings out the best in people. It brings out the best in in who they are. Um, and if I was in another country, I'd probably go to a mosque on Friday or to a to a temple on on Saturday. Um, and um, otherwise, I like to uh, I like to eat better than I like to walk, and so that would probably cover it. All right. Well, Don Orange, candidate for commissioner for the Port of Vancouver, thank you so much for joining me. Thank you so very much. It's been a pleasure. And that's our show. 
Thanks so much for listening. And thanks to Don Orange, candidate for Port of Vancouver Commission District 1, for joining and talking with us about his candidacy. Don't forget to vote. Ballots are due August 1st. Next week, we'll be talking with Peggy Sheehan from the City of Vancouver about the Affordable Housing Fund. This has been Hello Vancouver. I'm Temple Lentz, and you can find out more about Hello Vancouver, including our live stage show at hellovancouver.us. Thank you so much for listening.